Grace, peace, and mercy is yours from the triune God. Amen. Okay, boys and girls, get super excited because it's time once again for Pastor Nadia's super nerdy liturgical church history lesson. Yeah, that's right. Tonight, we're going to learn about what the church calls the O antiphons. But first, and this may go without saying, but first, I obviously have to tell you about taking my daughter Harper to the piercing shop this week. <laughs> she, uh, she was wanting to swap out her nose stud for a proper ring, and being the good mother I am, I took her to a reputable local shop to get her jewelry swapped out. Anyhow, so this young man at the counter was commenting on my tattoos, and when I told them that I was a clergywoman and that some of my tattoos were scenes from the Bible and some were of saints like Mary Magdalene, he lit up and said, cool, man, do you ever read weird esoteric things like the Gnostic Gospels? And like, do you ever have secret meetings and stuff? Well, uh, once I held a Bible study no one showed up for, so it felt like a secret meeting, but uh, no, man, no Da Vinci Code here, no secrets. Uh, but as I drove away, I thought, oh, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. There is the secret that's embedded inside the O antiphons. Now, lest you think I'm talking about something obscure, let me assure you I'm not because we have been singing a form of the O antiphons for the last four weeks when we sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel. See, singing the O antiphons during the last few days of Advent is a tradition that dates back to the fifth century. From December 17th to December 23rd, the O antiphons are sung at Vespers, which is evening prayer. And each of the seven antiphons contains a name for the Messiah that was given by the prophet Isaiah. And those readings, incidentally, have been our Hebrew Bible readings during Advent. We heard one just now. So the names for Christ in the O antiphons go like this. O Wisdom, O Lord, O Root of Jesse, O Key of David, O Morning Star, O King of the Nations, O Emmanuel which means God with us. And since you might be wondering, here's where the piercing shop dude comes back in. <laughs> there is, in the original Latin, a hidden code in the O antiphons, which is totally cool, and it's nothing to do with da Vinci or secret societies or thank you, Steve Ludwig, Jesus having a baby mama. But if you listen to the rest of this sermon, I'll totally tell you what it is at the end. Okay, here's why any of this matters. Uh, because here we are. It's the fourth week of Advent. We have been waiting in the warmth of the winter's hopefulness. The nights have only gotten longer, and so each week we've needed one more candle, one more reminder of the light that shines in the darkness and that the darkness cannot overcome it. We've listened to the words of the prophet Isaiah, words that speak of a child that will be born, words written hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus. We have read and sung the first chapter of Luke. We have folded our worship with that of the prophets, 
in that of John the Baptist's parents and Jesus' mom. We've folded our worship with all who wait and who have ever waited for these words of Zechariah from the Benedictus we sung today to be true. Listen to them. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. For so many hundreds and hundreds of years, people have said these things and waited for these things and sung of these things. See, we usually think of time and events as a linear progression from one thing to another, a simple line of events, like a string pulled tight. The past is the past, and the future is the future, and the present's the present. Everything stays where it should, but here, it's not like that. Here in the church, and especially in our liturgical life together, it's much more like taking that string and bunching it together in our hands and in our prayers and our songs so that what happened thousands of years ago touches what happens now, which touches prayers from the fifth century, which touches God's kingdom reality in what we think of as our future. Here in this place, time does not stay in a neat line, but instead it is what Doctor Who would call wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff, all touching together. That's why on a lot of Sundays we say that the mystery of our faith is that Christ has died and that Christ is risen and that Christ will come again. And so this week is... We were all living in the midst of these final days of Advent when the O antiphons are sung. I thought about the Benedictus by the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And given the length of these nights and the people we've had in the hospital and the two dead teenagers from my high school, and just how painful this time of year can be for so many of you. I just couldn't preach that a light shines in the darkness. Maybe, maybe tomorrow I could, or maybe next week, or next year, but not today. And then I realized I didn't have to, because I realized that as Christians, we live in the stories and faith of our ancestors and in the reality of our own lives and our world in the moment and in the not yet fulfilled kingdom of God. And these things are always touching each other like different points on a string gathered in God's hands. And they are all at our disposal for expressing our faith. So what I am getting at is that instead of preaching a sermon where I proclaim that the light has shattered the darkness... Instead, I wrote our own O antiphons so that in these final days of Advent, we could implore the light to come again because that just felt more honest. O come, O come, wisdom from on high. You who were, who are, and who is, send your wisdom and cast aside the stupidity that comes from thinking only of ourselves, only of our species, only of our well-being, only of our country, only of our religion, and only of our historical moment. O come, O come, Lord Jesus, come again and break open our hearts like only a baby can do. 
Come again and be born in straw and mud and show us God's preferential option for the ordinary, the small, the unnoticeable among us. Come again, show us what we always seem to forget, that the divine is so often concealed within the common. O come, O come, root of Jesse, you who are the foundation When in this time of year, families of origin are sometimes too toxic to claim, remind us once again that we are grafted into the story of you and your people. Come and claim us as your children so that our belonging to you, to each other, and to the saints who came before can be a more reliable and slightly less crazy source of our identity. O come, O come, key of David. You who are an opener of prisons and eyes and hearts and new things. Use that key to open the prisons of affluenza and apathy. Come and free us from the bondage of depression and addiction and self-righteousness. Come and free us from the bondage of our secrets and our fears and thinking that the words reality and television are anything but oxymoronic. O come, O come, morning star, shine on those who sit in darkness. Hold the souls of both Claire Davis and Carl Pearson in your eternal light like only you could pull off. Come and dispel the darkness in our own hearts, especially when we start believing the lie that, every, that a single act of violence, as horrible as it was, is somehow more powerful than every single act of love that happened on the same day. O come, O come, king of nations, you who created all that is and yet emptied yourself of power, come and show us again that we must lose our lives to find them. Heal the nations by bringing your unlikely kingdom of enemy love and cheek turning. May all we who wield power over others fall on our knees and worship the true king who was held in a cradle and on a cross. O come, O come, Emmanuel, God present in our midst, long-awaited savior and king. O come and save us, O Lord our God. And as a matter of fact, let's sing that again. And now you've listened very well, so as promised, The secret code the monks wrote into the O antiphons some 1,500 years ago as they sat in cold chapels chanting in Latin during the longest nights of the year, December 17th through 23. See, the Benedictines arranged these antiphons with a very definite purpose. If you take the first letter in Latin of each one, Emmanuel, Rex, Orions, Clavis, Radix, Adonai, Sapentia. The Latin words, arrow, cross, are formed, meaning, tomorrow I will come. Therefore, Jesus, whose coming we Christians have prepared for in Advent, and whom we have addressed in these seven titles, now speaks to us, arrows, cross, tomorrow I will come. And he will, 
He will come again, and still, and at once, and then, and now, and soon. Amen.